pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. So many stories to talk about, which is why we're having our podcast here in the end of May. Big storylines today, like uh, that guy getting in, in a fight with uh, <laughs> Javon Kinlaw. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally did not pay attention to that storyline at all. So you, uh, the only only thing I know about it is what you guys texted it. And what I, I what about the American else. Airlines attendant that fought the former Denver Broncos player? Did you guys see that? What? Uh, I, I did not. I didn't hear about that former one. Former Broncos player. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Brandon Langley. He I've never even heard of it. Um, well, he was on the Broncos at one point in 2018, <laughs> and uh, a video shows Brendan Langley getting slapped by a United Airlines employee, and Brendan Langley unleashes the fists on this guy, and like the whole top of his head is cut. Uh, the guy trips over backwards on a suitcase, hits his head on the floor. <laughs> um, but before that, you know, Brendan Langley slapped him up a bit. Yeah, that happened. That video went viral. Uh, I don't. I don't believe he's playing football in any league right now. But I'm sure the USFL could use him. <laughs> and uh, that's all I got for you on that story. But okay. yeah, the, the Kinlaw reporter verbal fight. A lot of f bombs dropped there. Uh, excellent reporting there, Pep. I appreciate you uh, working hard on that story. Well, you know me. I I just love the fight videos. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We do know that. <laughs> I mean, when I was 12 years old, I was obsessed with those Kimbo Slice videos. So I'm going down a side road already. Back to football. Uh, I also did see that the um, Dwayne Haskins autopsy came back and showed that he was very, very uh, not, drunk and high on ketamine. What doesn't change is it's still a tragic death, tragic loss. I don't know how it started because I could have sworn there were tweets out. I mean, I probably goes to show you shouldn't trust twitter on some of this stuff but like that it was after a practice that he had with his new like with mitchell trubisky and some of the receivers he like flew them down to where were they in miami or somewhere in florida Florida. yeah and i think they were i don't know i don't know that this was directly after practice yeah probably they had a practice like earlier i don't know why i just thought i remember seeing like wasn't that like in the happened. morning or something like that? Yeah, like it doesn't make sense now that I <laughs> have the timeline going in my head, but still. Yeah, well, yeah, that was definitely a sad story. Um, but, uh, you know, w- wishing uh, the best for the Haskins family. Let's uh, move on to happier topics in the NFL. Happier topic. <laughs> They're trying to get away, ban the pro, not ban the Pro Bowl football game, but get rid of it. Well, that's that's another sad topic. I mean, well, I mean, you just you're gonna miss the 63 to 72 games, you know, because nobody's trying or playing defense whatsoever. I I don't know. I I would like to see them just do away with the game for maybe a season or two and see if people miss it or not. But we were talking about this a little earlier. You know, keep the skills challenges. Those are fun. Those are a lot of fun. Put some more emphasis on those. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I, I if they do get rid of the game, that I won't be upset. But I just I don't understand the people who are like vehemently like get rid of the Pro Bowl. It's like you know you know you can just not watch it if you don't want to. Like it's it's okay. 
They really bastardized the Pro Bowl, though, because this used to be like something everyone looked forward to. The players get a little vacation in Hawaii. The people yeah. of Hawaii come out. They're excited to see the game. Now we're getting games in what, like Las Vegas? It was so like people cold can just at the go last and, Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. And, you know, people were gambling, getting in fights. And, you know, fights happen at the Honolulu Pro Bowl, but that's like a Trent Williams getting hit in the head with a bottle. These are, you know, these are <laughs> Las Vegas fights. It takes it to a new level. So I don't know, NFL. Just bring it back to Hawaii, bring it back to Honolulu. Players can get their $50,000 bonus, get a nice vacation. Everyone's happy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I think uh, I think the Pro Bowl was fun when we were younger. I don't know if it was just because we were kids and it seemed like a you know a cool idea, um, or if it has just gotten worse. I know, mean, I, I think people did try more in the past. I mean, you've seen the clips of like Sean Taylor destroying yeah, that the was punter, awesome. and it's like now they've realized, oh, why are we doing idea. this? Why would we injure ourselves in this meaningless game? It probably sounds like a joke to you guys here, but like they need to bring back like the quarterback club challenge, you know? It's yeah. not just the video game that was fun. They actually used to do those things and it yeah. was like a, a very widely watched event on television. Like it would be a lot of fun to see, you know, challenges like that come back. But that's just my two cents. Roger Goodell doesn't tend to listen to uh the fans yeah. out there, so he should listen to pro football jokes. I mean, one of my favorite Pro Bowl clips from the past couple of years is when they were doing the throwing challenge for the quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson got like one point. <laughs> he just could not hit a target. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> well, that's probably Lamar was like, yeah, let's get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't matter. I can just run up to there and touch it with the football. <laughs> If I spin move it, do I get a point? <laughs> well, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, there is uh, there was also the news about Tom Brady um, getting a big deal with Fox, like kind of ridiculously an huge. absurd um, amount of money. Yeah, like ten years, thirty three hundred seventy five million or something like that. They, um, like they have to have done like a booth test, right? Or are they just betting that he's so. a good commentator? Like, he could just be bad at that. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that there's some that they would have, you know, done, yeah, some sort of test found out. Like, I don't think they're just assuming he's Tom Brady, so he'll automatically be good. But I think he could I think he could be really good. Like, a lot of people are like, Tom Brady can't be good. Like, Tom, like he's not funny. Just his social media team, that, you know, does stuff. And I'm like... Since when does like our, the commentators have to be funny? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Not doing stand up. Like, <laughs> this is color commentary. Yeah. This is a guy who gives like his whole life to the film room during the season. Like, he's he's obviously going to have some good analysis. I'm just curious because we see like two sides of Tom Brady. He's he's really chill and relaxed in his social media fun posts. And then you can always see him intense on the sidelines during football games. Like where's the in between on that? You know, I feel like uh, the color commentary sometimes just got to be a little more animated. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. I, and that's one thing I was wondering, like, can he bring some of that, you know, fire he has on the sideline to just get a little fired up during the game. Cause I think that is something like, uh, you know, uh, Tony Romo, like when, he's doing it and you know he became so popular because he 
he gets very animated during the game. Some people might say a little too animated, but he just gets so excited about all the plays. So I think that's you know one of the good things about Tony Romo. Tom Brady chasing Tony Romo's broadcasting legacy. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to see it. Who's he going to be paired up with? Do they know? Oh, no. It's, it's I hope they bring back know. Tom Brenneman. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, we don't even know. I mean, do you think this means it's going to be his last season? I assume it does. Oh, I absolutely think this is his last season. I'm not going to assume anything. <laughs> as long as he's a starter on my dynasty roster, we're, we're talking about this <laughs> upcoming season. Just getting ready for on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's funny how like he was like, yeah, I have to come back. Like the, the Tom Brady like hates his family memes, I think, are just, uh, uh, just perfect. Because like, clearly like he was like, oh, I want to spend time with my family. Uh, never mind. Sure. I'm just going to play another year, and then I'm going to get another job that will have me traveling for most of the year. Yeah. And so I don't have to see that ever. <laughs> it's it's almost sad when you think about it because football is def- defined his life. Like he has nothing else almost yeah. to live for without football. That's all he has. There is nothing he, else yeah. up there going on in his brain, I bet. I think he'd have to physically not be able to like play or <laughs> talk <laughs> to be around <laughs> football. <laughs> I think that that joke's been pretty uh, pretty worn out by now. That's that's fair, but when, since when has that ever stopped us from making a joke? So we keep our jokes fresh all the time. Have you heard this joke about Chad Henney? <laughs> that is the joke. <laughs> I have heard that one, um, but yeah, I appreciate you bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I we've only used that one for over ten years. So pretty new. Is, is it only, I feel like it's longer than 10 years at this point. It Actually, it might have only been nine. I think we found it in 2013. Really? Okay. I mean, it was from when he was in college, though, right? Yeah, It the video itself got released in 2006. Oh, okay. You know, that was after we graduated from high school. Was it, really, was it really take us that long to find it? Yeah, because... I don't know what brought Chad Henney back into our sights. Maybe it was him starting for the Jags and <laughs> just possible. searching Chad Henney on YouTube to see what's out there. You've got the Jaws of course, clip who, of who Jaws saying shit on live television. And yeah. then, you know, that, that was the other video. I think that's about right. Cause it was like, it was pretty close to when Bortles got drafted and we were all saying that we didn't want Bortles to play cause we wanted Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Chad Henney was—he uh, was the starter in 2013. So, and he gave Justin Blackman a couple 200-yard games. Yep, took over from for uh, Blaine Gabbert in the middle of that thriller with the the Texans. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert had compiled two yards of offense. <laughs> They ended up being a shootout between – I actually don't remember who won. I think the Texans won. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Cecil Shorts had a good game too. Actually, maybe the Jags uh, – now I, now I can't remember. Somebody had, like, a big overtime touchdown. How do you guys remember these random Jags-Texans games? Uh, this was a huge game, Reeve. It was uh, 
it was, it was so important to the landscape of the NFL. <laughs> it was going to decide who was last place in the AFC South in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean, maybe not all the teams in the NFL are as exciting as others, but we thought today we'd talk about the teams that are we are most excited to watch uh, in this upcoming season. Um you know, it's still pretty early, so there's a lot we don't know. That's part of the fun of, you know, you know, we can't wait to see these teams because they're question marks. At least that's a lot of my criteria for this, but you guys can use whatever criteria you want. So, Reeb, why don't we start with you? What team are you looking forward to watching most or, or most excited to watch, I'll say? I mean, it feels like a cop-out for me to say the Bengals right now. So I'll roll with another team. I'll go okay. with the, <laughs> but I might circle back to the Bengals. <laughs> um, it's a team that has had the roster there for a couple of years and just finally got the quarterback that they uh, think is the answer. I'm going to go with Denver Broncos trading up for Russell Wilson or trading for Russell Wilson. We can finally see if that receiving core actually can live up to That's the good. like the ceiling that everybody thinks that they have. It's KJ Hamler season. KJ Hamler. He's Jerry, Jerry, break out. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Is uh, is Deshaun Hamilton still there or did he leave? I think he's on the I, Texans now. I have no okay. idea, but okay. we got Tim Patrick still. Uh, Tim Patrick. Um, Tim Patrick got paid, man. Who was the yeah. guy that was their quarterback for that, that one game? Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. <laughs> Studs all over the place. I mean, they got Javante. Get, yeah, they got Javante and Melvin Gordon. Um, I don't really know how their O line yeah, is, to be honest. They they drafted somebody too. Who um, they drafted? Uh, they drafted a running back. No, a, a wide receiver. Oh. Um, forgot forgot who they drafted, but they I'll did as well. Up. They got Montrell Washington in the fifth round. I don't know if he's going to be good. Oh, they got Greg Dolchitz. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll be good. That's a nice replacement for Noah Fant. I was surprised Greg Dolchich, uh fell as far as he did in our draft. I guess it kind of makes sense, but I was able to snag him in the fourth round. And yeah, they've still got Albert O there, but you <laughs> yeah. know, it's really not a solidified tight end one spot. You never know. So I'm excited like to have it. True. I feel like everyone's nervous because the, like, stereotype is that tight ends never produce year one that's true because i did kind of the same thing with trey mckitty last year <laughs> granted he was more of a blocking tight end uh but still yeah tight ends are really hard to that's it's really just a shot in the dark yeah it's hard to get like a productive tight yeah. end just in general so like the chances of like maybe he will but but you know there's a good chance he just doesn't do anything so yeah but I I'm guess that's true see... of most of most rookies, so that is, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see how the Broncos offense meshes, see how Nathaniel Hackett's uh, system works. Be interesting to see how it all comes together. Yeah, no, I, I think that was like one of the most obvious picks. Yeah. Like I think the Broncos have like a very complete roster. Um Obviously, can Russell Wilson just bring it all together and make them a true contender? 
Um, and, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, had some struggles last year at points. Um, so can he bounce back and be that elite quarterback we've seen him be? Um, and with this surrounding group, he has the best chance to do that and take them, you know, deep into the playoffs. In that loaded AFC West. Yeah. And AFC West, I feel like, might have a couple teams that in this uh, that we picked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might be all of them. Might, might be. Uh, <laughs> Pep, what, what, what are you thinking? What, uh, what team are you most excited to, uh, to watch? Or one of the teams. I, I don't have, like, a, a team I'm lasering in on. I could say, like, the Dolphins. Um, but I'm going to go a little contrarian here, maybe surprise you guys a bit. Uh, I'm a little excited to see the Eagles. I feel like they're an extreme boom or bust team this season. There's a lot of reasons you can hype them up. You can hype up Jalen Hurts making steady progress as a quarterback. You can get excited to see how A.J. Brown's used in their offense. Devontae Smith taking a sophomore leap. Um, Their defense is pretty solid across the board, I feel like. Uh, They made a couple big signings there. Uh, I just feel like... The Eagles have really good potential to actually be a solid winning team that gets a playoff spot in the NFC East and not just because they're like nine and eight and everybody just beat the crap out of each other all season. They could be a legitimate playoff candidate or we just get nine and eight disappointment. They're like dragging along with injuries. AJ Brown has like 500 yards at the end of the season because we all know how big name wide receivers do on the Eagles. Like it could be that, but for now, I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're they're looking like one of the better teams in the NFC East. Maybe the better team. Yeah, I think their their roster is scary. Like it's uh, you know they might have the best offensive line in the NFL. You know now with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, that's a you know health receiver duo. Um, you know they got got Quez Watkins who was okay there as well you know still a little thin at receiver i'd say um but you know that's those are two really good ones dallas um, goddard he's yeah yeah officially dallas solidified good. in that role and their their defensive line is is super deep now uh, you know they brought in Hassan reddick as another pass rusher um you know they drafted uh jordan davis to go along with fletcher cox and javon hargrave and um you know they got brandon graham Derek barnett Josh Sweat, who was really good last year. Um, Josh Sweat also and, like randomly almost died the past oh, yeah. month or so. <laughs> they just made like weird statements about Josh Sweat, and nobody really knows what happened. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. I, I don't, I, I have no idea what happened there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, overall, their their team, and then they their secondary was. Very thin, but they signed just on James Bradbury to kind of. That's right. That's that what I was thinking of. So that's that's a big one um, to to help out there. The question just is Jalen Hurts, and I mean I'm not a big Jalen Hurts believer, but you know maybe with this surrounding cast, uh, it's enough for him to you know just use his running ability and uh, be efficient as a passer, and that maybe that'll be good enough for the Eagles to to be a you know playoff team yeah i definitely think they could win the nfc east oh uh, well, i don't think that's possible because uh, <laughs> the commanders are obviously gonna, gonna win the nfc east they 
go 17 and out. Yes, forgive me. <laughs> I think the Eagles do all of that, and Miles Sanders still doesn't get a touchdown next season. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to you know, bring back Jordan Howard and just hand him the ball. They need to bring back Joe Howard. They need to bring back LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> they just need to have like a five running back committee. And then Boston Scott can have his two 50-point fantasy games over the course of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see on the Eagles. Um, I I do think that their their roster is pretty good. Um, when I was doing my little projected lineups and the grades, theirs was, was looking pretty good. Not, not a huge fan of that, to be honest. But they could definitely make some noise at the NFC. I'll go with, uh, but I'll go with my team that I'm excited to watch. Um, and you might be a little surprised by this, but I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Um, I get that. Because I was, I was very bullish on Zach Wilson last year, and he did not quite deliver. He was a little bit short of what I had hoped. <laughs> but they brought in a lot of talent, I think, this year. I think the roster is is way better than it was last year. Last year, their defensive roster was just a total embarrassment. Now, <laughs> now it looks, you know, okay if some of these draft picks pan out. And, um, you know, they signed some guys like uh, DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead. Um, so And they're getting just, Carl just Lawson back from injury, starters. too. Yeah, and if Carl Lawson comes back, what back to what he was before before the injury, then you know that that'd be ideal. But overall, they they don't have a lot of holes on their roster if things break right, except for we don't know about the quarterback. So I want to see if Zach Wilson can make a leap in year two. I'm excited to watch to see if he can do that. If not, then yeah, he's another bust. The Jets drafted a quarterback, which is would not be that surprising to anybody, but. This is this is this is probably his last chance. Like if he's not good this year, I think they're they'll, they'll look to you know move on next year. Yeah, pull the plug, get Ryan Fitz. <laughs> it's wild how quickly first round quarterbacks are like, no, you're, you don't have it, you're done. We're gonna start looking for somebody else. I get it. Yeah, but it's just it's crazy how it is now compared to in the years past. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It is wild. Um, but I, I, I don't really disagree. Like if Zach Wilson this year doesn't like, he was bad last year. And if he doesn't show any improvement, like if he becomes like a league average starter, then I think, you know, that he'll be fine and they'll, they'll keep rolling with him. But if he's just bad again, then I think they're going to, they're going to look at other options. Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence had a bad rookie season, and that was a product of maybe some poor plays, but just an entire mess around him. Yeah, Zach Wilson's bar that he set for himself last year was like 60-yard, four-interception performances. <laughs> like, it was, it was rough. It was just flat-out rough. And, but then, like, you saw the few times where he was, like, on his game. He had some flashes. He had that long yeah. run. You know, he, he had his bombs here and there. I'm I'm still pretty high on Corey Davis, honestly. I Corey Davis was hurt a little bit last season, but yeah. 
when he was in there, I think he could be effective at times. I think a little bit more practice in the off season. Um, everybody was just getting their feet wet last year. I think this offense could be a little more efficient going into next season. And I'll give Zach Wilson the benefit of the doubt as long as, you know, he can maybe tick those numbers up to like 200 yards, one interception games. Well, if he doesn't, they always got Mike White behind him, who's good for a 400-yard game. Gosh, I was biting my tongue trying not to make <laughs> Mike White jokes. I mean, I, I like I, – the Corey Davis is fine, but, like, I like Elijah Moore a lot. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, I, I like this, uh, a receiver coming out of this draft. So I would be, you know, much more hopeful for those guys to break out. And Corey Davis could just be down fine. Fair enough, fair enough. Elijah Moore will be really good next season. He's definitely a fantasy steal if he's not ranked too high already. We don't know yet because uh, the NFL fantasy mock drafts aren't out yet. I think they're a little late on it this year. But I'm watching it like a hawk. Yeah, I I could see Elijah Moore's draft stock. I feel like a lot of fantasy people would, would like Elijah Moore and be like, oh, he's the breakout candidate this year. And then he ends up just going in like the, the fifth round. And I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I like Elijah Moore, but you know, who knows if the jets are going to be good or not. And, you know, who knows, you know, he's going to be the number one over Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. So I saw something today that just like really pissed me off, you know, cause everybody's reaching at this point for takes it's we're at that point in the off season, but someone today was just like out of nowhere. Elijah Moore is the next T Higgins this season. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what kind of comparisons that different receivers. And yeah, but... that, I, what does that even mean? T Higgins was, <laughs> I don't, I, that's I'm where confused. I was too. I was like, I, I don't get it. He's just, a, a young wide receiver with a young quarterback is that does that make garrett wilson jamar chase <laughs> like, yeah. i don't get it dude yeah that's that's fair i i don't know what that means either <laughs> but it, overall it's a good thing i mean t higgins was a thousand yard receiver yeah. i think they'd year, be so. thrilled if elijah moore grew yeah, for... four inches and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that would be nice as well. Um, all right, Reeb, you want to give us another team you're excited to watch? I don't know why. I thought we were snaking it. We're snaking. But we can't, can't have somebody make. <laughs> I know one of you guys is going to say the Chargers. Also, I hate the amount of hype that they're getting, so I'm not picking them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to watch the Browns, watch the Sean Watts. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm kind of excited for the for the Lions. I think that's I like that. I'll go with. I like that. I'm excited to see these upstart Lions. I don't necessarily know where they're at in terms of their rebuild. Because, I mean, it's just tough to gauge when you got Jared Goff as your quarterback still. Yeah. But <clears throat> I like the draft picks. Um I think they kind of fleece the Vikings moving up 20 spots and yeah. only giving up, what, like a second? Or whatever they gave it was, up. It was not a lot. Yeah, I think it was like two-thirds. Jesus, that's even worse. Um, yeah. yeah, to get clearly 
I don't know if he was their top receiver, but a top receiver in the draft. So, I mean, you come out with who you think is the best edge rusher and the best receiver. It's a pretty good day one. I think the offensive line, it's got another year of meshing. Panay Sewell's got another year of experience. <clears throat> I think that could be good. It'd be interesting to see. It'd I really like the receiving group. Yeah, I, I'm on St. Brown, I think, gets a bit too much. Like, people think he's better than he actually is, but I think he's serviceable, at least. Yeah, I mean, he was good in his role last year, but then, you know, they also <laughs> draft Jameis Williams, who obviously, you know, will, will probably miss, you know, part of the season to begin with, but still. Yeah. And then they have DJ Chark um, coming, coming in there, who I thought, you know, two years ago, he was like on track to become a number one receiver. Um, and then he kind of got hurt two years in a row. So obviously that, that kind of puts a damper yeah. on things, but that yeah, we'll see if he can get back to being a, a good receiver. I think for me, what I'm interested in seeing the most is it felt very clear that the lions were different than every other team that was losing week after week. Cause it felt like the lions actually gave a shit and they were still trying to win and still playing their hardest. And I think a lot of that is due to Dan Campbell and his personality. <clears throat> and I'm just curious if this year gets off to a bad start, do they still stay the course? Do they still believe in his messaging and do they still try or do they eventually reach a breaking point and turn on Dan Campbell? I, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think that that will be, one of the storylines here, but I mean, that seems like it'd be a little early to turn on him. I mean, obviously, they probably did it with Matt Patricia by this point, but yeah, it was a little but, different. I feel like people like Dan Campbell. Yeah, I mean, those are just the storylines I remember hearing about the Bengals, and I feel like that's what was so unique was that the team still did seem to rally behind Zach Taylor when all the media was like, he's four and twenty six or whatever, like. How could they still want to play for this guy? I would hope that doesn't happen. I think one of the things that kind of works in Dan Campbell's favor on that is this is one of the younger teams in the NFL that probably wouldn't really rebel against him. And we were just talking about for a league with such little patience for quarterbacks and all that, I feel like the last bit of patience resides in the Lions franchise and the ownership, you know, just letting Dan Campbell's plan play out in year two. Um, I'm with you. I'm excited to see this team, and I think they will make a big step of improvement this season. I mean, yeah, the Packers will probably still kind of kick the division's butt a little bit, but, I mean, they're not going to get pushed around. Like, the Bears are I, – I, honestly, I, the Bears are a way worse Bears. roster. Oh, for sure. Bears for are, sure. are awful. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think they can split one with the Vikings. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's possible. Um, I I think they're uh, I mean they, they split one with the split with the Vikings last year. So um, I I also I really like their pass rush now um, after drafting Aiden Hutchinson. Um, look at Romeo Aquara back. Um, he was he was hurt um, last year, and Charles Harris kind of broke out for them after being kind of a bust for the Dolphins. Um, so I, I, I like that group. Um, you know, if Jeff Okuda can actually be good, then 
maybe their secondary can be all right as well. Because um, uh, uh, he's been he's been great for them. He's kind of been he was drafted a, a year ahead of Jeff Okuda, obviously in a way later round, but um, he's been. He's he's been pretty like I mean not I'm not saying he's like a star cornerback by any means but he's been just solid for them. It's been better uh, than Jeff Okuda. First of all, yeah, um, Jeff Okuda was also hurt last year, so you know. Yeah. Um, and and they brought in Mike Hughes too, um, so I don't know. I think their their team is certainly interesting. Um, obviously, their ceiling is capped with Jared Goff. Just a bit. Just a bit, yeah. Um, so, yeah, doubtful they're a playoff team in my eyes. but I'm kind of surprised they didn't take a flyer on one of the quarterbacks. I mean, Malik Willis made it to round three, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, at that point, like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm, I'm also surprised, like, I feel like there's a lot. Everybody's talking about, like, you know, when will Malik Willis take over for Ryan Tannehill? It's like some people are like, yeah, he could, he could be a starter week one. I'm like, like I don't think what? Malik Willis is that good to be like, just put that out there. I think he's yeah, pretty bad. Neither do the Titans. That's why they <laughs> took him in round three. Like if they yeah. thought he was good, they would draft him in one of the first two rounds. <laughs> the hype that these quarterbacks got and how it led to them being projected to be drafted so high from where they started months and months ago was insane. Like it went from Malik Willis being, you know, maybe just a, a backup guy to the next best thing. Malik Willis out of Liberty University. Yeah. I mean, people people talked about, like, there were some people who talked that he could possibly go number two to the Lions. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The hype was insane. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he ends up being, uh, you know, the next Russell Wilson or whatever. It does feel weird. Just like the the way too early draft before this year had like Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell going number one, number two. One didn't even enter the draft. Two got all the way to the fifth round. It's almost like those way too early drafts (laughs) are not worth doing. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, All right, Pep. What uh, what what other team are you excited to watch? I just really don't want to go with the obvious ones in this segment. I, like, you already know what's good with the AFC West and all that. I'm gonna take it to, um, really just the AFC South in general. Um, but I'll, I'll focus more on the Colts. I'm kind of excited to see Matt Ryan in this Colts offense, and I feel like it'll give Michael Pittman a real chance to show what he's made of and how if he can produce like a, a number one wide receiver. Um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's there. Uh, but just this division as a whole, I think, is going to be really competitive uh, in a good way this time around. It's not going to be, you know, the 2013 Texans versus Jaguars kind of matchups. I don't know. I, I I like the Texans. I just like them as a dark horse. For some of these games, I'm not talking that they're going to have a winning record. I just think if they're competitive like last season, they'll make for some interesting games. I mean, they were competitive in like four games last year. (laughs) When Davis Mills was all right. He was all right. Tyrod won him that first game against the Jags. Yeah. 
impressive beating the Jags. That was- <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is they're capable of being somewhat of a fun team to watch, depending on what Davis Mills we get that day. Yeah, I definitely like the Colts. I'll agree with you on that one. Um, I think uh, we'll see it with Matt Ryan. Um, there are times when he looks like the old Matt Ryan and then times when he just looks like he's washed. Um, I, so. I, I will say that chart that you sent us earlier where it had the best receiver in every division, just how is Michael Pittman the best receiver in the division? <laughs> How? Yeah, it's it's uh it's not a great receiver group. The the AFC South I feel just has like the worst like of a lot of position groups. I really like, had to think though. Like I really had to think is Michael Pittman really the best in the AFC South? You couldn't even like give this like one Brandon to Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Is, yeah, is I think it's, yeah, it's got to be Brandon Cooks. Michael Pittman's pretty good. I I'd say they're about the same. I mean yeah, I, I mean, maybe Robert Woods, too. You can put, put him in there. Right. What's his name? But, Traylon Burks? Or Traylon... Yeah, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, yeah. I mean, he's a rookie. Drafted, like... He was, he's what, going like number one in all Dynasty Leagues. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why. He was, like, the fifth <laughs> receiver drafted. <laughs> Target uh, share, Alex. Put some yeah, respect dude. on that name. Dude, Robert Woods is going to get way more targets than Traylon Burks. But uh, but but going back to the Colts, I still think they have a, a pretty good defensive roster. Their offensive line, um, you know, obviously they still have Quentin Nelson, and you know, three of their spots are pretty solidified. We'll see with the other two spots they're trying to fill. Um, I mean, they have they drafted Bernard Raymond or whatever his name is Raymond Raymond, sure. But I like the the trade for Yannick and Gakwe and defense, and uh, I think Jonathan Taylor will still have a, will have another great year. So, do they still have Eric Fisher at right tackle, or did he leave? No, he's not. He's no longer on the team. Okay, I think he's still a free agent, so he could come back. All right, the next team I am excited to watch. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and say the Chargers since, you know, you guys don't want to be obvious or whatever, but I, I always, you know, I always have a soft spot for the Chargers. I just saw them at uh, number two in the power rankings and I was like, all right, let's calm down here. <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> let's uh, just pause for a second. It's funny because I was doing my like grades at the players um, and I was looking like the, the Broncos and the Chargers are right next to each other because I do it by division. Um. And I was just looking at like how different these like the grades are for the Chargers and the Broncos. Like the Broncos have everybody like graded like in like they're all solid. Um, like they're only like players that are I have graded as like a, a Pro Bowl type player or Russell Wilson and Justin Simmons. Um, and everybody else is just pretty good. Uh, and then the Chargers have like a bunch of like Pro Bowlers. Uh, but then also a bunch of like question marks. So it's like their roster is just built like is like boom or bust, I guess, is uh, one way to say it. Or it's just on opposite ends of the spectrum with, with everybody. You know, they've got, got a bunch of great players. Um, but then they also have a bunch of guys who are like, really? They're your starter? Um, so, I mean, with it's a little a... bit of injury luck, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> Don't have any of the good players get hurt. 
Yes. That's always worked out for the Chargers in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never have anybody get hurt. As long as they just go for it every fourth down, it doesn't matter who gets hurt. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, as long as they have Justin Herbert, I think they'll be competitive for sure. Um, and uh, I, I do worry about their, like, receiving group. It's like Keenan Allen's getting older and, like, they don't have anybody else after him and Mike Williams. It's like Josh Jay- Palmer, dude. Josh Palmer Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton. Come on. Yeah. And then they have Gerald Everett at tight end too. So I mean, yeah, Austin Eckler That's can great. kind of be a wide receiver. That's true. I need Austin Eckler to stay healthy. Yeah. That's uh, it's <laughs> to my dynasty team success. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Love their their secondary is great. Um, you know, they have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack now, which you know could be scary if Khalil Mack gets back. Um, you know, to one hundred percent. Derwin James, if he and JC like Jackson him, staying healthy. Yep. Forgot about JC Jackson. Wow. They made a lot yep. of good moves. I wonder how good their offensive line will be. Like Rashawn Slater was great last year when he um, played. You know, Corey Lindsay is still a really good center. But then after that, like, eh. Can those guys carry the off the line or can somebody else step up? They'd obviously drafted Zion Johnson in the first round, so if he's ends up being, you know, a Pro Bowl type player, then then their off the line is looking pretty good. If you I feel like if you have three quality players on your offensive line, then the other guys can you could find capable fill ins to make your offensive line good. But I mean who's more fun to watch than, than Justin Herbert? Uh, I think <laughs> I'm gonna answer with Kyle Lowry tonight plays twenty one <laughs> minutes with zero points and one rebound. <laughs> uh, I would say you know it feels like Kyle Lowry in the playoffs is just, uh, you know, an experience. <laughs> anyway, all right, um, let's do let's do one more round of uh, of teams we're excited to watch. Uh, Reeb, do you do you, you know you know it's you're up next, right? <laughs> yeah, I know this time. <laughs> this is the round okay. where we all just pick our teams that we like. <laughs> <laughs> If, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because uh, I am the most excited to watch the Bengals. I mean, that's weird. Yeah, team that I've supported for a long time made it to the Super Bowl and got better in the off season. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Who's more exciting to watch than Justin Herbert? Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'll say that. Totally not biased. Um, Joe Burrow is fun to watch. It's just going to be good. I I hope it goes well. The offense is all there. The one big weakness from last year got addressed in free agency. And yeah. then they got a little bit of insurance policies um, throughout the secondary in the draft, which is unfortunately coming to fruition. So <laughs> Daxton yeah. Hill going to be just as good as Jesse Bates. Totally. <clears throat> It'll be interesting, though. I mean... Theoretically, the offense has another year of learning the system and everybody working together. Um, you just got to make sure that the new players on the offensive line come in and really learn what they need to do and get in lockstep with each other. Because I know that can be tough. I mean, three out of the five starters are completely new. Well, maybe four, I guess, if they don't re-sign Quentin Spain and 
Jackson Carmen has to be the left guard, but yeah, I think they did kind of what you you talked about of just like getting serviceable linemen kind of across the board so that you don't have any traffic cones that <laughs> are standing between Aaron Donald and Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. Now It'll Alex Kappa will shut down Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. He just has to get over this core muscle injury that's going to keep him out for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <clears throat> that's the only thing stopping him. Exactly. Ugh. But I'm excited to see how Dax Hill is. I think, you know, everybody talks about his versatility. He can play kind of all over the place in the secondary. So I'm curious what they do with him. They like to run a lot of three safety sets. So... If Jesse Bates, you know, decides one day, hey, maybe I could use $13 million on the franchise tag and shows up to OTAs, it'd be pretty cool to see Jesse Bates, Von Bell, and Daxon Hill all, all out there. Yeah, and teams are doing a lot more three safeties um, you know, with all the passing that goes on. So yep. that's that's a good thing to have. And they get uh, back uh, Joseph Osai, which the Cincinnati fan base, I've never seen people hype up a player from, like, one good play in the preseason. He, like, sacked Tom Brady on one of his first series and then tore his meniscus and was out for the rest of the year. And now everyone's like, oh, man, it's like we got another first-round pick coming back. And I was like, this dude <laughs> hasn't even played. Sure, he looked good in like limited snaps in a preseason game. That's all that's all the <laughs> Let's dial it back a little bit. But I'm excited to see what he brings to the pass rush. I mean that's my big worry for this year is just who's gonna get injured? Who is because <laughs> like nobody really got injured last year and that doesn't that's tend to happen <laughs> multiple years in a row. We just got a really good training staff, A-plus training staff. I mean, they have said, like, oh, the Bengals employed this system of, like, they know when the players have been driven too hard and they go easy on them when they're too hard. I was like, I'm pretty sure every NFL team does that. <laughs> That'd be absurd if it was just the Bengals. But, yeah. I'm excited. Yep, I'm sure this year he'll <laughs> be lifting that Lombardi trophy. Heck it's guaranteed. yeah. Guaranteed. That always happens. The teams that lose just get back right there the next year. Yeah, I mean, last year they 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 came in second place. They got better, therefore they must they end in first They should be first, first yeah. I don't know why Vegas doesn't agree or, <laughs> or really <anyone>. any media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just put all your money down on a Bengals Super Bowl win, right? All right. Uh, well, actually, I can't do that. I'm going to have to get one of you guys to do that for me. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll put your entire salary on yes. the Bengals to, to win the Super Bowl. Ironically, still, like, this is what Calvin Ridley should have done. <laughs> he could have just gone on to Zencaster with his friends, told them to place bets. <laughs> He, he thought it would be fine. He's like, eh, nobody will care. It's wild to me thinking back. This is a little off topic, but I've just been thinking about the draft last year and how the Falcons took Kyle Pitts. 
and how bad their receiver core is this year and thinking like, man, they could have had Jamar Chase. That is true. I mean, Kyle Pitts is basically a receiver though, so it's like Yeah, but still Jamar Chase is better. Yeah. So, like, I, <laughs> Pretty I much. Agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think they expected to find out Calvin really was betting on their games, but they also they drafted Drake London this year, so I don't have high hopes for Drake London. Spoiler alert. Well, admitted Zacchaeus will get all their targets. Yeah, I mean the Falcons are also just a mess. So yeah, I don't, I don't think they're uh, they're doing anything regardless. That's very true. All right, Pep. All right, I'm going with the Dolphins here, and it's hard to really like talk about all these great additions the Dolphins made when basically the rest of it, the AFC also just like completely upgraded in star power this offseason. But, you know, I'm I'm on the Tua train. I want Tua to be good. This league needs some left-handed representation at QB. I'm, I'm with Tuanon. Uh, Tuanon, the group that <laughs> argues with Chris Sims over whether Tua's good. Um, you know, I just want to see Tua make the step up. He's got all these tools now, uh, all these weapons. Um, it's unfortunate the Dolphins definitely will not be undefeated this upcoming season after they get waxed by the Bills twice. But other than that, I think they're pretty competitive in the division. <laughs> They've already um, taken an L by posting that video of the bomb to Tyreek <laughs> Flag football, 20-yard wobbler. Um, yeah, that was rough. I, I don't know. This franchise needs something, man. They've just been they've, they've just been in limbo for like 30 years, 40 years. I mean, can't keep going back to the Dan Marino days. Can't even talk about Ricky Williams. Like, it's just time for this franchise to make a step up, you know, kind of like our friends, the Washington Commanders or whatever you call them. Yeah. So, that's how I feel right now. Although I, I just, I, I kind of hate Tyree Kill in this offense. I think it's not going to work out, but I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they can just use him just like they did Jalen Waddle last year. They just throw a bunch of short passes. Sidearm the, the, the wide receiver screens. Yeah. Totally agree. I feel like you want to have a bit of difference in your receivers, though. You don't want them all to just do the same thing. Well, they have that in Devontae. Oh, wait, they traded Devontae Parker to the Patriots. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I mean, they're just like, Tua can't throw the ball downfield, so we're just going to get fast guys who can throw wide receiver screens. Too. And that's also the thing about the Dolphins, you know, making that joke about the Eagles' backfield earlier. They're living it. They have, like, five running backs that they're just going to switch around. They certainly do. Um uh, no, I I like the roster overall. I mean, their defense looks pretty good, and yeah, I mean it's it, it could be a great receiving core uh, for sure. I I thought Jalen Waddle was really good last year, and you know despite some questionable quarterback play, so now you add Tyree Kill, bring in Cedric Wilson, uh, you know Mike Gesicki's there. I mean, Jalen Waddle could be used in a completely different way because we don't really know how Mike McDaniel is going to structure everything. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, you know, I, I I do wonder how it's just can Tua, what can Tua do in the offense? Yeah. So uh, I think that's yet to be seen. But, 
you know, he has all the tools, so why why not have him just, you know, there's no reason he can't take a step, step up this year. It's kind of defeating for me talking about the AFC as a whole. I can imagine so, so many of these teams having like a decent regular season and then immediately just get to the playoffs and get knocked out by one of these other juggernauts in the AFC West, you know? Yeah. It's like, how is this team going to fare against the Chiefs? Well, I already kind of know that story. I know how that's going to happen. <laughs> like, that's the end game here. Like, who can beat the Chiefs? The Bengals did yeah. it last year. The AFC playoffs Chiefs are going to be Bills. cutthroat this year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be a lot of fun. I think the, the AFC to me right now is a lot more interesting than the NFC. Um but with my last team, I will pick a team from the NFC, <laughs> specifically the NFC East. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching the Cowboys because I don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, sorry to cut you off just real quick. I think this ahead. season is the season to put the CD Lamb hype to a rest. He's a Hold good up. player, <laughs> but he's not the like best player of all time. I, I'm totally with you there excuse you bleach report just posted something i don't know why it makes me laugh it says cd lamb has grown half an inch and gained 10 pounds this off season it's He's 88 times. half an inch yeah i, I don't know <laughs> i saw that earlier old sam he was like 22 like, <laughs> that's still growing at 22 come on you it's could just posture still, like, i just posture the f- so many people out there just want to put him at God status. Yeah, no, he's like, I totally agree with you. And I've heard heard the same thing that like people are talking about him as like you know, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And it's just like, that's, that's he's not, not there yet. He's a good, he's a good receiver. Um, and he does have room to grow. He but, gets a lot of targets. Yeah. Right, like he's good. He's good. But like, you know, he's not elite. I guess. Yeah, that, agree. That all the hype makes him out to be. I'd put him at like, you know, like Deontay Johnson level is like where I'd, um, you know, put him right now. Yeah, I like and that. He's, you know, a good receiver. Um, and uh, he will get a lot of targets in this offense because Amari Cooper's gone. And, uh, you know, who knows? If, you know, Michael Gallup is actually good. And Cedric, like, or no, they have Albert Wilson, right? Uh, no, they brought in James Washington, okay. um, and then they drafted uh, Jalen Tolbert. Who was there? Who was number one on them last year? Was that Cedric Cooper. Wilson? Said Wilson yeah. went to the Dolphins. Said, yeah. Okay, okay, Cedric Wilson, yeah. Okay, I don't know why I was mixing him up. I agree, though. This Cowboys roster is poised to just disappoint the whole fan base yet again, and it's kind of nice this time around. I don't think they're getting like as much hype as they usually do in these off seasons leading up, like saying, this is our year. I think everybody just collectively knows it's not their year at this point. Like you've got this, just in the Zeke contract that, you know, everybody just doesn't have the balls to cut them at this point. Like Zeke still, I I mean, he's a decent player. Nobody wants to admit that Tony Pollard is the better player right now, but we all (laughs) know (laughs) Their oh, yeah. offensive line has regressed. Yeah, it's as like the what, years go on. What is the the strength of this team right now? Like it, it has been the passing game with that stacked receiving core. Now it's it's not that great a receiver. It's like the Ceedee Lamb and then 
Dalton Schultz. Yeah, it's like it's not that great. Zeke isn't good anymore, uh, at least not an elite running back. Their offensive line, I mean, they still got Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, who are really good, but nobody else. I mean, they draft Tyler Smith, so, I mean, maybe if he's ends up being a beast, then that can they can you know be okay again but not not a lot going on there their defense i mean michael parsons was was great last year trayvon diggs got a lot of picks but it's not like i it's not that great of a defense it's like they got demarcus lawrence michael parsons and trayvon diggs there's nobody else really that great on the defense they have stars littered throughout the roster they always have but it never yeah, they're, I'd say they're fewer and far between now, and uh, and then just a lot of you know, question marks. Where I'm, I'm not really sure if this it's not it's not that great a roster, in my opinion. Yeah, like sure, I'll always be jealous that they got Micah Parsons over us, and <laughs> glad it's working out for him. But like, yeah. where's it gonna get them? It's it, they're gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs at best <laughs> every year. I mean, let's just move on. Let's let's put Troy Aikman. I, I don't think they make the playoffs this year. I don't think they do either. That's why I hyped up the Eagles earlier on. Not to say the Commanders can't make it, but yeah, Carson Wentz is ready to to take a man. Maybe we split one with the Eagles, but the Eagles obviously are the better roster. I don't know if I could pick seven teams that I think get in over the Cowboys in the NFC. Uh, I mean, I can easily. I. I think the the Eagles are definitely better. Uh, I think the Packers and Vikings are definitely better. Bucks, um, Bucks. Bucks definitely are. Rams, um, Rams, Forty Niners. Did you guys see the report that Trey Lance apparently couldn't bend his like index finger all of last year, and he had to completely change how he threw? Wait, what? No, that's weird. he said he got an injury in the preseason and he couldn't bend his finger. It seems like like bend it at all. Like what are That's you talking? That's what he said. About? It was like the same thing that happened to Russell Wilson. Although that well, could just uh, be like, oh yeah, I wasn't playing good. Uh, I totally <laughs> couldn't bend my finger. Yeah, hey, uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. This you thought guys... just popped in my head. Sorry to cut you off. The Cardinals and Cowboys are kind of remarkably similar in some ways. I think the Cardinals have some better star players, but. The Cardinals yeah. are a team that are most definitely going to disappoint their fan base in this upcoming season as well. Yeah, like, I kind of agree with that yeah. too. It's like I, I, I'm kind of thinking that like New Hopkins might be, done. I mean, not done, but like on the decline. Like, yeah, there's going to be a heavy decline this year. He might. I don't think he's ever getting back to the same player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Kyler wants his money. All does not seem to be well in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I even think the Saints are probably better than the Cowboys. I could see that. I just, I don't, I don't trust the Saints. <laughs> it's New hard to coach. trust the Saints after that season of offense they gave and, us. Or what, I mean, they almost you know. made the playoffs still. I, I mean, know. And it's, it's Jameis Winston, though. It's, it can't be good. But, it, I mean, it's an upgrade from what they had last year when James Winston got hurt. And, I guess. again, they almost made the playoffs with that team. Trevor Simeon beat 
the Bucks last year. So I don't. Well, it was it was James Winston and and Trevor Simeon. Well, yeah. that was, was that the game that he got hurt? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it goes to show so, what I know. Yeah. It all but, blends together. <laughs> that Saints season was like maybe one of the most bizarre seasons we've seen in a long time. And we got to see like six games of them in prime time. Yeah. But I mean, also maybe Michael Thomas actually played football this year. So That's that true. would be fun. Could be Michael could Thomas be and Olave. Right? Yeah. Chris so they Olave. Got... And they, they signed Jarvis Landry too. So. Oh yeah. And Tyron Matthew. Right. Yep. All right. Yeah. They could be good. I just, I don't know. I it's feel bad, but like my opinion of a team does eventually always boil down to like who's their quarterback. Yeah, no, which is fair. And I mean, obviously the Cowboys have a better quarterback, but I just think overall Saints have a better roster, and it's I, I think that I, I just think they'll be better than the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna like win the Super Bowl, yeah. but <laughs> they're gonna get the one seed. <laughs> I I don't think they're gonna win the division over the Bucks. Yeah, and watch out for the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> I they, they can't. I I just refuse to believe that they're gonna let Sam Darnold like be the quarterback <laughs> all all of next year. Like he was just so bad. Did they draft Matt Corral? Yeah. They yes. Did. Yes, they did. I wonder what the over under is for like when he starts. I would guess. I think he'll start by week five. Yeah, I was going to say four. Yeah, week four is definitely possible. Too. I, mean, I mean, he could, he might end up just being the start of week one. I would not be totally shocked by that. Uh, it's been such a fall. I mean, yeah, for years. But just I think back to the, the week three, like Thursday night win over the Jets <laughs> for Sam Darnold. They just went. I think they were, they were three and oh, right? Yeah. And he tried to be all professional. He was like, I just want to move on from my shit time at the Jets with the Panthers. Things are going good. And then just... 3-0, <laughs> and leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Everybody was talking about them maybe being one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, things were really looking up there. And also, I, I don't think any of their opponents had won a game until week four yet. But, you know, <laughs> still, Panthers. Still. That hype train was something. Yeah. I think that's those are all the teams we're excited to watch. The other teams we don't care about at all. That means you're um, not excited for the commanders? Well, I mean, it's just so boring to watch them just win every game. <laughs> win 100 nothing every game, yeah. I'll yeah. give you a real take on the commanders. Their offseason was so boring, they really didn't give us much to look forward to anyway. Sure, <laughs> we got Carson Wentz, but like... That'll give you pumped improve? up. <laughs> No signings, no big signings. That's fine, Ron. We don't have that much cap. Draft a wide receiver for Scotty Turner's offense where we give Antonio Gibson the ball 30 times. <laughs> and then also weirdly drafted a running back. Yeah, we draft a running back. Yeah. And, oh, hey, Curtis Samuel's coming back. He might not be hurt. I, I don't know. Another early defensive tackle, too. I know Alex probably loved that. I did. <laughs> in an off season where we were spoiled with so many big moves from other teams, the commanders. Sam Howell's interesting. I genuinely think it's cool. We'll see how it goes. Ready to take command. 
<laughs> I feel like you're like a prisoner saying that or something. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> it feels like you're being brainwashed, trying to convince yourself. It's almost like no news about this team is exciting at this point. Like the news that they just purchased land in Woodbridge with hopeful plans for a 2027 stadium, possibly like then immediately my first thought was like, well, all right, I-95 is going to suck forever. (laughs) (laughs) An already bad part of this interstate just got incredibly worse with this project. Was the most exciting article just the one about, that there was the rumor the owners were voting to like we're counting remove, votes yeah to get yeah. rid of dan snyder uh yeah if, if that happens i mean that'd be like the best day of my life a so. plus off season yeah <laughs> like nothing matters could go zero and 17 that year yeah <laughs> at least dan snyder's not our owner yeah that that would be nice all right let's uh let's close it out with our overreactions reap you ready I am. I've got two. Um, I'll start off with the one that seems to... There's been some circulation of this alternate universe where um, the Bills did not give up an entire drive in 13 seconds. And apparently that was the Super Bowl because everyone says, oh man, if they just beat the Chiefs, they're probably winning the Super Bowl. And it's like, no, <laughs> they still had to go beat the Bengals. They still had to go beat the Rams. I'm tired of this narrative of this stupid overtime rule cost the Bills a Super Bowl. They still had to play two more games. It's absurd. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that Bengals and Rams slander. And then my second, had no chance. Everyone's like, well, it would have been so different if they had to go to Buffalo. Okay. They had to go to Kansas City. <laughs> Arrowhead's an easy place. It's come back from 21 to 3 down, like down 21 to 3. Anyways, yeah. next one, probably more of an overreaction. That one was just kind of a rant. Um, <laughs> um, so before this Heat Celtics series started, Lamar Jackson was videotaped and he said, he, Miami in six. And I think (laughs) that's the start of the narrative that's going to be going on of Tua starts slow this season. Maybe Lamar Jackson doesn't get an extension done with Baltimore. This is the start of the saga of getting Lamar Jackson to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's, I like that. Connecting the dots there. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) But uh, the the Celtics did just win tonight, so it is not going to be Miami in six. Well, damn. <laughs> Lamar Jackson was wrong. He... <laughs> what? I think he bet on it on DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go. Well, let me go with my reaction real quick because it. it's actually uh, it's actually basketball related. It actually has nothing to do with the NFL. What? But uh, I, I've I just ha- I have to get this off my chest. Like, this, I can't believe that this is still a thing that, like, coaches feel that they have to take players out when they have, like, too many fouls. And, like, it's like, oh, you have two fouls and it's only the first quarter. We we have to take you out. Like, it's uh, it's law. I mean, otherwise, you might, 
if we don't put you on the bench, then you might get a you third might foul, foul out, and then you'll be on the bench. So, well, we're gonna not play you to avoid not playing you. Like it's I I don't understand how this is still a thing. How like no like, uh, uh, you know, I you would think like some analytics or or just common sense would have crept into the N- or the NBA to just tell them that this is stupid. Like I understand you wanted have your player available in crunch time at the, the the end of the game, but wouldn't you rather just play him the maximum amount if he's a good yeah. player? And you might not need him not in even crunch good time. Players, they're just like this is like our <laughs> this is like our bench player, and like oh he is too no we got to take him out he he might fell out that'd be the worst thing ever. I mean, <laughs> I I just I just don't understand it. I I don't understand how this is a thing. I mean, I, it's been a thing forever, but I just don't understand. Like, I, there are a bunch of stupid stuff that the NFL has done that, like, analytics and stuff has made people realize that, you know, that was just faulty logic and what are you guys doing? And then they started not doing that. And, like, I would think that that would, same thing would happen here, but it, it hasn't. And I, I, I just I don't understand it. Why is it a thing? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Yeah, because yeah, like who knows if you would even need that player in crunch time if you actually had them playing, and you got a yeah. Lead. They might just not foul. They might just stay in the game. And if yeah. they don't foul out, then that means you didn't play them the maximum amount that you couldn't could have because they could have played for longer before they got their next foul. But instead, you keep a guy like Kyle Lowry in who gets one <laughs> rebound, zero assists, and zero points uh, after 26 minutes of game time. Quite impressive there. I'm not salty at all. Uh, I'll switch my overreaction back to football. And Fair I alluded enough. a little bit to this earlier, but I follow many of these folks during the regular season. They have great takes. I like their content. But when it comes to dynasty fantasy, I think the whole community is out of control with their takes. I think it's absolutely obnoxious sometimes <laughs> seeing all these takes. Uh, I'll give you two. Uh, Elijah Moore is next year's T. Higgins. And today I saw Nick Chubb is fancy Damian Harris. I think takes like this help nobody whatsoever <laughs> and make absolutely zero sense. I, I just <laughs> it, and it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And all the time, people are saying like, "Oh, check out my my dynasty draft and check out all this." And it's just like it's almost making folks feel like if you draft somebody over the age of twenty six, your team's a burning piece of shit and you're gonna <laughs> fail in dynasty. Like, great, okay, you should have more young players on your team than older. Because, you know, you keep them forever. But do you want to win now? Because that's what fantasy is all about. Winning. You want to win. (laughs) But if your team is all 22-year-old players, you're going to be picking first every single year for the rest of your life. There is just nobody is focusing on the win now players. And I will say this as a guy who has Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady as the three quarterbacks. And yes, I <laughs> traded away draft capital to get Matt Stafford. But you know what? My team is competitive this year, and we'll figure it out in next year's offseason. Okay? <laughs> like, but for now, I'm playing to win this year. You weirdos 
can pick your third round pick players that might be good in four years. You know what? Have them. Keep them. Keep your Brees Halls. Keep your whoever's. You know that, that maybe. I can't even think of the names right now. I'm so fired up, but you get where I'm going with these. You get where I'm going with these. Um, You know, just the dynasty community needs to relax. Okay. Rookies are cool. Rookies are good, but rookies don't win championships in fantasy. Usually, unless you have like an Odell Beckham Jr. Rookie year. Jamar Chase. I rest my case. Or Jamar Chase. Yeah. Jamar uh, Chase. Thank you. Get an LSU uh, receiver. Yeah, no, you saying. go with the Rams bottle. You you trade away your draft picks. Just get some established players. Worked exactly. Get get an exactly. LSU guy. Um, I don't know. I picked I picked eleventh in our draft this year, and I was hoping to get you know maybe uh, Buffalo's running back Cook, but I was happy getting George Pickens where he was. You know the Steelers. They have a good eye for wide receivers. We'll see how that goes. But you know what? I'm not going to be starting George Pickens because I have Brandon Cooks and T. Higgins and Stefan Diggs. Can you digs on this? And uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, a good mix of age. Yeah. And also, I, going back to C.D. Lamb, everybody is like obsessed with taking him in Dynasty with like one of their first picks. Yeah. And People it's, are. you know. I guess I get it, but that just goes back into this whole hype thing. Thank you listeners for listening to my rant (laughs) and Ted talk. We appreciate it, Pep. Hope, hope you guys learned something uh, from Pep. Um, But we've run about an hour and 20 minutes. So I think we should probably just uh, get out of here. Um, Any, any closing thoughts guys? Just make good choices. Be a good person. All you need is love. Thanks, Pat. Words of wisdom. Oh, and women don't dance no more. They just stand there like this. Pro football jokes. <laughs> make it uncomfortable. <laughs>